Hello and welcome to Me and Mine with Temi Tokwe Onomade. Me and Mine is a family program inspired by hope and family values. Today, we are taking an in-depth look at a topic dear to your heart. Get ready and ride with us. Hallelujah. To introduce, to introduce Reverend Adepoju and Professor Adepoju. God bless you, sir. Good day. Good evening to you all. Good evening, we are Sunday glad to morning. be in this We are glad to be here again. <laughs> and I'm very sure that it's going to be a wonderful time. Yes, sir. And we shall all be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. Okay, before we proceed, I just want to let you know who um, Reverend Adepoju is and uh, Mommy Adepoju. Um, Reverend Adepoju is a drama minister, marriage counselor, and ordained reverend in Abundant Life Gospel Church International, the state overseer of Abundant Life Churches in Kwara State, Nigeria. And Reverend Adepoju is the husband of one wife, of course. And the name of the one wife is Professor Mrs. Feyi Adepoju. And they are blessed with children and grandchildren. And may I introduce Professor Feyi Adepoju to us this evening. Is a, she's a professor of medicine, lecturing at the University of Ilori, and a consultant at the University of Ilori Teaching Hospital. She is a pastor in Abundant Life Gospel Church International and a drama minister that has featured in over 150 Christian films. She is also a film producer with a film on eye care that won an international award from Africa Ophthalmological Congress. Professor Feyi is a mother and a grandmother, blessed with four biological children and a grandchild, among which are engineer and lawyer. She also has two adopted children. And permit me to tell you that I think last week they sent me one of the films they just did fire in the house. In fact, Brother Mattis has been ringing in my head. Please, go to the YouTube. Can you check it out? Fire in the house. Can you like and please subscribe to it? You will be blessed. I think it's in series, Fire in the House. Because I'm looking forward to the next series. I want to see what will happen to Bro Martins. And I will tell you why I keep on mentioning Brother Martins out of everybody in that, in that play. Thank you so much. So, I've done the introduction of our guests. I want to see Professor Faye's face. Mommy, where is your face? Uh, please. She's joining with another line for now, but okay. she will soon be here with me. Okay. Maybe maybe you should try and connect her. She's joining. With, she has joined with another line. Okay, I think we 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 can see her coming in. Yes. Is she in now? Hello, ma. You see, that's why we are having this series, career, fame, and career. You can see how busy, <laughs> how busy, how busy they are. While we are waiting for her to join us, I just want to tell us what um, when we talked about fame, fame, what we are trying to, you know, achieve today, we find out that we find out that um, fame and career is affecting some homes, and then if you can't stand to be blessed, it will be difficult. So we we decided to have this platform to actually understand the impact of being famous. One of the couples or both of them or career-driven couples, what will be the impact? How can they still live together and still enjoy or enjoy um, heaven on earth in their marriage? They will still bring up godly children in their marriage. So we try to look at couples that, despite the fact that they are very famous 
and they are doing great in their career their home is still they are still they are, they are still married they still stay connected and they still love each other you know nowadays we find it difficult to see couples like that we have we have couples that two months three months one month one year they, they just notice that they can't no my career i can't i can't sacrifice this my career is the four is the main thing hence we decided to get people that we know they've been through this they've journeyed they've, they've been through this journey and they are still joining him they are now grandparents and they are still together despite all their achievements so when you talk about fame you are talking about a state of being known and talked about you are very famous by many people especially on account of notable achievement people know you and that's why we are bringing professor Fei here thank god she's a woman how she has done it what has helped her thus far that reverend is still saying no she's still the best out of everybody <laughs> after how many years of in marriage like 29 years in marriage or 30 years they have grand grandchild now and they still even adopt they adopt additional children and she's very busy in fact last week she got an award right am i right not from nigeria i think it's from germany because i look at the name of that i think it's from germany and i was yes. like how, how is she doing it so we want to hear from her we want to know how, how she's 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 been doing that so you talk about fame you are you are popular celebrity all those renowned stardom and um, um prominent people we have some families that all this fame all this career uh, progression is really affecting them and we don't want it to affect us that's why we have decided to bring role model to us this evening for them to tell us what what god has been doing in their life how they, they have been helping each other and when you talk about career career is what a person does to earn living is a job for which you are trained in in which it is possible to advance during your working life so that you get greater responsibility and earn more money you are hoping for a career in in many things that means you want to get to the to the top you are building your career you want you want you want to be known and when you talk about career you are talking about occupation trade profession or vocation so that is where i'm going to stop now while i now focus on daddy and mommy adepoju is mommy with us now mommy adepoju i think i saw her in the car ah uh, yeah yeah okay while we are still waiting for her i will leave perkins and mommy adepoju to sort themselves out i think i have daddy adepoju and I you, you are here, right? Hello, sir. Hello, Daddy, I you. Can you hear me? Daddy, I you. Can you hear me? So we, we decided to bring um, Reverend Adepoju and um, Professor in fact I, I'll, I'll be calling our professor throughout today because when i look at what she has achieved and what she's still doing i want to say god thank you for giving us this this role model and i want to believe that if god can help them god can also help us daddy are you with us now very well with you please 
Okay, we can we can continue with you while we are trying to get mommy to connect. Yes, so, yes. Mommy is connected though, sis. I'll be hearing all your toxins. <laughs> Show your face. We can't hear you. Oh, you can't hear me. Can you see my face? Oh, ah, you are still driving. Oh. Uh, I'm close home, like two minutes home. So, but okay. we can be it's online. So I've been online since from the time you started dancing and the opening prayer. <laughs> so that the other point, let me start with you while we wait for her to get home. Yeah, okay. how do you meet okay. mommy? Two minutes. By the time you finish the story, mommy will get home. She'll, she will tell us how she met you too. And then you, you need to tell us if you met as a Christian or both of you, you are not born again at, at the time when you, when you got married. Huh? Yeah, you are asking for a very long story. Not a, just two minutes. Don't give us the in in. Just give us. <laughs> actually, MD, they say you should cut it short. <laughs> actually, we we, we we met uh as an unborn. I mean, child. I mean, born again child of God. Okay. And that was in 1982, to be precise. Hmm. In 1982, and uh. The first thing I heard was her voice. And I said, who is this with a delic voice? Mm. And uh, I happened to, we happened to meet. And we started friendship. But at the time, she got born again. And I got born again too later. Not, not uh, I mean, not the same time with her. And we have to really wait upon the Lord to ask for his will for us. So when we now discover that it is the will of God for the two of us uh, to get married, so we started uh, the official cutting, the Christian way. And uh, I think uh, two, three years later, we got wedded. Okay. So our, our own, our courtship was in two phases. But we were friends for about 10 years before we got married. Mm, great. So, but mommy, at that time, she was she and um, what what's the, what's the status? BSc older or PhD, or none of those degree? I just finished secondary school. My wife was in, I think, from four then. <laughs> wow. I I just finished secondary school then, nineteen eighty one, and uh, she was in uh, from four. But at that, that time, it was just friendship. What do you say? It was just friendship, like, oh, I know you. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes. Mm. Wow. Like, like I told you, we are not born again. We just, we are just friends. Hmm. <laughs> and um, in nineteen in nineteen eighty eighty eight, she got born again, and uh, she came home to say that she wants to. She preached to me actually, and when she preached to me, the first thing is that ah. Uh, you mean you are born again? And uh, when she preached to me, I was nearly born again. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> after some time, I said, look, let me just leave this this lady. Uh, she said I should pray the prayer of salvation. And uh, it's like, let me leave her to go. I prayed the prayer and, uh, and we parted. But to me, I said, that is the end. There can be nothing. We are no more friends. Let her just go away. Because she's God, we have it. Some months later, I got arrested here by God here in the morning while she was in Zaria. And uh, later communicated with her that ah, I'm born again now. Huh? 
and uh, so elected, and then we later have to seek the face of the Lord. And uh, I, I had the conviction that she is my wife, and she also had it. Yeah, we started the official courtship that led to, uh, I mean, uh, to marriage. Mm -hmm. And the very first day I saw her, like I said earlier on, that very first day, it was a voice I had, not her face. So it was a voice that got me attracted, and uh, we became friends that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow. What a, what a wonderful story. So she led you, she came, and when she came, you decided to, to, to you know, part way because, no, I'm not, I, I don't want to believe in this thing you are doing. But to God be the glory, God decided to do it in his own way. Thank God for your life. You are welcome, ma. Let me off my own. Okay. So daddy has told us the beautiful story how you guys met. Thank God for your life. Thank, thank God for your life. Thank, thank God for you, you know, letting daddy know that this is, this is the beautiful story when you gave your life to Christ and you are trying to, you know, preach the gospel to him. But to God be the glory, God himself did it. When he doesn't want to listen to you, God himself arrest, <laughs> did the work. And, it's, and we thank God for both of you today. I, do, you want to, do you want to say something about that or we should just move straight to the question, man? I think for the sake of uh, maybe our audience, when I gave my life to Christ in 1988, I was with the navigators. And um, I mean, it was point clear to us that that relationship cannot continue. So I told my husband, my friend then at that time, that too, uh, got here at all. But I know for me, it was not uh, an easy, easy decision to make. Eventually, I also made that decision and felt. I'm not sure if I preached to that. I hope your memory is carrying it right. Too. Very nice. I did. Anyway, me, I, he has better memory than I do. But I can't remember doing that. <laughs> so, but anyway, the rest is history because a few years down the line, he also gave his life to Christ. But we felt strongly, at least I felt strongly, that um, that is not to still say that that's God's will. You know. And that there was a need to, at a point in time, declare in my mind if it's still God's will. Not necessarily because he's now born again, because it's not every born again child of God that is meant or meant for someone. You know, there could be a thousand born again children of God, mm. but there's that particular will of God for you, which every one of us must seek his face mm. and have a clear, clear understanding that this is what God is leading me to do. So that definitely took place. And we thank God that the rest is history. God bless you, Ma. Thank, thank you. And that, that's another thing. Nowadays, we have we have a sister that we have so many brothers, brothers, tongue-speaking brothers, like four mm. to one sister. Then the sister, mm. she's in a, in a state of confusion. Please, you can hear Professor now telling you, you know, God doesn't have grandchildren. If four of them is saying God said, what is God telling you to? Because mommy had mommy has that conviction by by herself before she she decided to go ahead and look at it today we are celebrating her we are celebrating the grace of God upon her life thank you so much for that for that uh, inspiration because some 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 sometimes we try to spiritualize that hand woman you know is a brother in the church and is a sister in the church and they think because both of them they are tonguing tonguing that is it. No, it's more than that. You need to be sure that this is the right person for your life. And I look back at your story and I can say, wow, 
Daddy is the kind of man that all guys now should look into his life. How did he cope with professor? Because some men cannot even cope with BSC older. No, I, we will get to that level. But I'm looking at the time. How did and he support you, man? Daddy, yeah. I'm, I'm thanking you all. Thank you. He, he supported your vision. He did, he's not scared. He's not intimidated. 120%. Can you imagine? Nowadays, some guys, when they see their wife, you know, doing so much, they try to cut her short. They try to shut her mouth off. They try so many things for that woman to be miserable until the woman forgets that dream. But thank God we have you today. And that is why I'm saying thank you to daddy because you are not, you don't have this status when you met. You didn't even know you were going to get to this level when you met. But he stood there. And that is what a man should do. Watching the wife to succeed. And you are standing behind her and saying, yes, that is my girl. And that is what should happen. Not intimidation, not competition, not any other thing. So this will lead me to the first question, ma. Can a famous couple or career-minded couple enjoy a heaven on earth marriage in this world? If the answer is yes, how? Can I start with daddy? Because daddy, you are like, like a role model, role model for some guys now. Daddy, how can, can a couple, you know, career couple, they are very career, uh, you know, and they are, some of them, they are famous, like all these pastors that they have so many people, like, okay, you are MD, executive director, and if you look at their house, their wife cannot talk. If you look at them when they are doing anything in the office, they can't take their wife to because the level of the wife is not to that level. Can can they have, is it possible? I know you have it because that is why I'm asking the, the question. Is it possible for us to have everyone on half, you know, enjoyment in our marriage? And if the yeah, answer is it, yes, how? Yeah, it is possible. Uh, we should offer all of this understanding. The first ministry of anybody, either a man or a woman, is the family. We should see family as the first and the primary ministry. Because no matter what we attain in career, no matter what we attain uh, in the ministry, I mean, I mean uh, the ministry God has given to us, if the home is not taken care of, if the home is not settled, there will be a limit to what you can achieve. And even if you achieve it, it can crumble if the foundation, which is the home, is not well laid. Mm. So the, most, the first thing is that we should all know that the important thing in our life is the family that we have. And we must give everything to it. When we give everything to it, it is out of this that career will prosper. It is out of this that the ministry will prosper. And as the ministry is prospering and the career also is prospering, we should have it at the back of our mind that we should take care of the own fronts because that is what keeps us growing in the ministry and in career. So it is possible when we have this thing at the back of our minds. Okay, thank you, sir. So Reverend has told us now that our first ministry is family. So to all of us out there that you think is only pastor preaching, they are only the minister. You are also a minister. In your home, oh, you are a minister to your wife, to your husband, to your children. And this is what the Bible is telling us, that you are a minister. So your first assignment 
is your home. No matter anything they tell you outside, no matter anything you become in your career, you are still coming back home. Even if you're a man of God and you, you do so much on the altar, you still need to go home and rest. And that is where you need to start from, your home. I, I will not ask that question again because you've said yes. So other questions will follow. The next one is going to mommy now, except if mommy just wants to, to add to that. The second one is talking about what are some practical ways, because you've done it, you've lived it. What are some practical ways that busy or famous men or women can balance family life? How did you do it, ma? You know, I just want to know. We are in UK here now, are we, because your scenario is in Nigeria. Do you have house help, mommy? Do you have house help? I do. Yes, because oh. I, I want I want you to talk about Niger Nigeria environment and UK. We don't have house help. And you have career career people. You do it yourself DIY. Even if you have seven in Nigeria before you come here, DIY me. So, mm -hmm. mommy, how did you do it? How how did God help you thus far to cope? Give us practical practical one you that has helped you, man. Okay. Uh, well, I will try and keep it practical as much as possible. Um, I think the first thing that I've helped is to um, constantly and prayerfully focus on things that are of priority at each stage of our life. So if we're able to, I was able to prioritize one way or the other. I was able to leave out some things that are not um, major some things that are not so compulsory that I get involved with. So that prioritizing uh, maybe my relationship with God and then my service to God and then my family, my husband, my children, my career, keeping them in front bonus. If we're talking about coping, definitely some things must have suffered. Mm. So maybe uh, um, being able to be a social person, uh, being able to have uh, maybe a number of friends that could have loved to have, maybe being able to get involved with some certain other things. Um, if I look at it in that way, you will see that some things I've had to give a little bit way for those things that are of priority. And this prioritization, it differs from stages to stages. Like when the children are very small, of course, they will need much more of our time, our attention, our counsel, our prayers. At that point in time, some other things may have to go down the ladder, the way you have arranged them. So from my own practical point, I know early enough in the career, once I finished housemanship and started the NYC, there were openings here and there outside the country, um, people calling you come and do this and that. But then thinking about the young children and the young family, we then decided, okay, maybe that's not for now. When it is time, we will know it. So of course, now that most of the children are grown up, our last boy is uh, 20, 21 year old, you know, and they're virtually not in the house. So and then, then there's much more time to maybe do so many other things. So I think each stage of life, we need to be able to have priority and pay close attention to those areas that demand. But apart from being those different categories, even in each of those categories, we need to prioritize what is important to that relationship. 
So maybe the relationship between me and daddy, what is more important? What is more cogent? What is more expedient and necessary that I do? And before God helped me with this, there are so many other areas I used to like to focus on. I like to cook, I like to sew, I like to wash, I like to iron. If you look at it like those superwoman kind of thinking. But over the course of the years, I've seen that that doesn't make sense. That is not helpful. I, I, I then learned to realize I was probably trying to major on the minor things. Hmm. So if I want to major on the major things, what are those major things that are my responsibility to my spouse? And if I can pass in those areas, then I've passed. Hmm. So in, in essence, if somebody else washes his clothes and makes the laundries and keep it very clean, that hasn't spoiled anything. I don't know if you understand. Yeah. If somebody else assists in some measure of cooking, I may have to finish up or something. That hasn't stopped any. That hasn't brought any sin into our life. So I think for most career people, busy people, God needs to be able to help us to, even after prioritizing, to put into levels my commitment and my input into that relationship, what is key. So for couples, emotional relationship, sexual relationship is probably high up there in what is actually demanded and that is sacrosanct. And that the other partner cannot as much as possible at all in a Christian home get from another angle. So those things that that can be provided by others, why not? At the time I was looking at women in the scripture and I saw that, what are you doing for you? I don't know how many maids Sarah had. Abigail had her maids. You know, so for career women, because the keeping of the home is still primarily our responsibility. Yeah. We're not going to shy away from that. But that doesn't stop us from getting help when it's required. So the help back here may be making, be having housemates, but it goes beyond that. You may have personal assistants, you may have secretaries. You may say, you can't say, wait a minute, I don't have that money, but you truly have to pay something to get something. That's my own understanding. So if you want to do everything for yourself, you're going to wear yourself out. That was what um, Jethro told Moses. He says, if you go on like this, you're going to wear yourself out. You won't even have time for your family. And you're going to die doing it. And you will have been a failure in your marital relationship. And then Jethro told Moses, assign people over 10, over 100, over 1,000. And you just do what is the cocoa. So that's my key second advice to all career women and career men, busy people. Get people to do certain things for you. And then you can focus on what is important. So that so I've always had help, it's not just about house help. I've always had secretaries. I've always had, you know, it's different people. Some other group of people that are not named in that category that can help you and you can your life can have a bit of sanity. There's so many other practical ways. At the point I committed myself to getting everything, electronics or equipment that can help me run my home smoothly. And UK, you have that going for you now. You know, here we're still struggling with hard generation, no lie. You, know, you have all of that at your, and I'm sure you people are using more of that. So back home here, women need to get things that will make. So if I want to make salad now in 10, five minutes, I can have a beautiful salad without spending two, three hours. I can have a meal. I can have, so people may ask, so how are you doing it? There are ways of doing things that you work smarter and not necessarily working harder. I'm not saying it's so easy and smooth, but definitely if we look at women who have done these things in the scriptures, look at contemporary women, look at the Bible, almost every principle we need, I believe they are there. 
mm. in the Bible. Of course, we need to keep praying and asking God, what must I do that will transform or that will make much impact in my relationship, both with the children and with your spouse. I think I should stop here. There are too many things to talk about under okay. practical ways. And if you want to add one, maybe there are some things you have seen that I have not even um, put a name to it or something. <laughs> Reverend, do you still want to add? Because I'm, 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 I'm writing here. You have said it all. Prioritization, I mean, prioritizing things is just the main thing. We need to make sure that we do the, the needful while those things that are not too key can be done by, by others. Okay, um, this this is, I'm looking at the time, but we still have like eight questions, yeah. But I just want us to quickly stress something from what you've said. She talked about being focused, priority, major in major. And then she talked about delegating stuff. He, no, when you when you are in Nigeria, fine. You can you can have many people that will help you. Some people here, man, they are really struggling. Yeah, they like their career. They want to really go far. Yeah, but the the environment is not that it's not that encouraging. Like you can't leave your children alone. Like you can do it when they get to certain um, mm. age. And you know, you you said something like when they are little, you know. They, they need attention but i will tell you that from my experience here man as they are growing man in fact when they are little is even easier man as they are growing you need they constantly need you when it comes to this uh, to, to children now and you see a wife and a husband that really wants to do more but the children they are always there um the situation around the government whatever they are always there before you know it, this emotional thing will even dry up, man. It's someone that has peace, that is happy, that will be thinking about sex or any other thing. Constantly, they are at edge. That's why they use drugs here yeah, a lot, man. <laughs> they call it depression because from one thing to another, from one thing to another, from one thing to another. And because if you are not exposed to this growing up and you land in this country, if you don't have people that will help you, then it's really it's affecting homes. You will see husband and wife fighting every now and then because somebody thinks no, this is this thing is too much, and they will not listen to any advice because they want you to be in their shoe before you can tell them. But from what you've said now, I think anybody that listens to this broadcast can know that you need to prioritize, even in the midst of this. Prioritize things. You can't do all things, some things you cannot do, drop it. But major in major thing and minor in minor things. It's not all party you will go. It's not all really stuff you need to do. You need to no focus. When you're focusing on your family, what is your priority? What is in thing? I don't do so much party. I do party, but I'm not into it. I'm not into Ashwebi at all. But I celebrate people. There are some things you do that you can easily help yourself to know cope and get along because i was thinking that was the time i i decided to stop my career stay at home and look after the children when they are young because i noticed that all my money is going to childminder and they mm. cannot do it like i would do it that young age is the time that you need to plant some things in your children then you watch them to grow when you need to watch them to grow you need to go out and work you don't need to stay with them 24 7 and I'm still coming back to you, man, because you are a role model in that angle. You've got children with first class. <laughs> that's why the, that's why your business you do, you know, that's why everything you're doing. 
you are still doing so much in your career and daddy told me that you never lack in the in the other side you know when it comes to the to the home you are still in you are still on top of the home and this is what we are looking at today and this will lead me to the third question ma let me let me take this to daddy is it fear for one spouse to defer their career or dream and for how long for the sake of the family i've just told you my story my husband did not ask me to do it i just made that decision when going to work every money coming out is going for child minding I, I, i'm going to work and i don't even see anything to show for it so why should i even work then at the end of the day i just look at it this work i'm even talking about the money i'm going to get who is going to get it so that, that there's a point there's a place there's a time in your life that you would think career you know fame all those things we bring money but this money you're talking about who are going to spend it if you don't have time for your children if the children they are the you know the le legacy you're looking at and you don't even have time for them so why are you working that means you are just living for people you are living for yourself then forgetting your tomorrow so let me leave daddy and mommy to pick that uh, that's um question if you can spend two minutes i will appreciate it so that we can finish the other question two minutes yeah Talking on that, marriage is a teamwork. And the advantage we have is that you have two people to reason together. And it is when we reason together that you can bring something beautiful out of the team. You know, the two needs to sit together and plan their life. Okay, this is what I'm aspiring to do. This is what you are aspiring to do. Which one should we take first? Can we take the two together? That is part of the thinking. And, and then reasoning together that I'm talking talking about. So from time to time, we need to come together and look at our schedule and see how we can have give and take. There is nothing stop, I mean, there's nothing bad if one should try to mellow down on the career for the other to progress. And after some time, the other one also move forward. I mean, I mean it's, a team, it's a teamwork. Let me give you one uh, example. There was a time that my wife was to travel to South Africa. And uh, I mean, we were just raising our three girls then. And um, we all, I mean, the two of us agreed that she should go for, I think, three months or so. This following week after I departed to South Africa, my director just called me and said, I should go and pick three other, I mean, five other colleagues that we are all moving to Ibadan for the post census work. Uh, National Population Commission. And uh, when they told me, I said, well, I'm going to pick the five, but let somebody lead the team. The man was shocked. He said, ah, this thing is going to fetch you 70,000 naira extra from your salary. That was in 2005, I mean, 2006. That, can I look at the money? I said anything, everything is not money. That I and my wife, we just agreed, my wife just left to South Africa, and I cannot leave the home to go to Ibadan for another two, three months. The man saw me as a crazy man. Hmm. And he said, I should go. The following day, I should come back so that we can talk. I went back the second day, and I told him, I said, well, until my wife comes, I cannot have the opportunity to move out. You know, he is not having a home. Hmm. He separated with the wife for almost 10 years before that time. So he saw me as a unreasonable person. Yeah. So at the end, they choose other people to, to go. So if you have a situation like that, I mean, it's a teamwork. I mean, 
you should be there when you are promised to be there. Let others go, and later on, you also move on. So the essence of what I'm saying is that there's nothing bad, just mm. like we have said, because the most important thing is how to take care of your home, I mean, of the children. And you have decided to go that you are not doing it for your own sake alone. You are doing it for the sake of the family. You are doing it for the sake of the two. So it's a, it's a very good thing. Thank you, sir. Thank well, you so much. That for most of us, we need to realize that the window period wherein the Lord helping us, we can impact the life of our children. We can lay a solid foundation. It's probably before they are seven or eight years. So whatever sacrifice we can make at that time is what is well. That's why the Bible says, train up the child the way he should grow. He should go. When he grows up, mm. he will not depart from it. If we miss that window, mm. it's unfortunate that we may have to labor extra two, three, four times. I was jokingly telling my staff in the office today, um, they did something and the technician said, just flog them. I say, you don't flog anyone that is above seven years. It doesn't make it so, will help us to know. I, I'm not saying it's too late for anybody who has missed that window. With God, all things are possible. But if the Lord helps us when they are in the womb, one month old, three months, one year, six, seven, let's the Lord help us to lay a solid foundation. Mm. But as they are now growing, it becomes a bit easier for you. I know the times are hard pressures, the pair pressures, the influence is more. But we must know that we can't afford to miss that very, very advantage short period upon which an impression can be laid in the mind of a child. Even when they don't go to school or maybe you are away for you can't be with them 24-7. Mm. That which would have helped us to you know, implant in their hearts. We'll keep working. And it should be like there's a magic somewhere. Mm. God will help us. Amen. 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 So thank you so much, Ma. So if, if you are looking, um, if, if this is your plan that you want to get married, so you can still get, you can still get to the top of your career. You can still be famous and still be blessed and still have godly home. And this is what the, today's platform is all about. If you are newly uh, married or you are a young couple, you can listen to what we are, we are saying today. You can even share, please, as we're talking, you can share with uh, to people that they, they that it will benefit them, that they should not be afraid to succeed. They should not be afraid to venture. But in, in their venturing, they need to stay focused and they need to identify what is major to them. And I think a wise person would know that their family should be major to them because that is the first thing. Thank you so much for that, man. And this second question will go to you. How can, how can career or famous couple stay loved up together? See, the reason for, I, I want to believe the reason for that question is because when both of them, they are out, out doing, they may not have time together to stay. And before you know it, there is this gap, you know, the gap will keep on growing bigger. And when it's getting bigger, the man will think, I can do without seeing my wife for weeks. Before you know it, there is one side shift that they that is tempting you know there was a time that everybody talks about uh, maybe one of the ministers that said one person in the office and he advised that he should, he should sack <laughs> he should sack that woman me i'm looking at even if he sack that woman if the man did not deal with himself he, another person will come he will still go like so something like that is saying there is a gap there is a vacuum that some something needs to be filled so how can this be like that you know progressing in their career progressing in their ministry, they are famous, everybody, they are in their space, but despite that, 
they are still loved up. You can see that ah uh -uh, these people there is still a spark, you know, they still have this thing in their relationship. Thank you. I, I can see both of you now. I can see this spark, you know, when you are talking to daddy in the car, you know, I can see see it. Tell us, tell us the secrets. Practical, don't give us story or not by yeah. Tell us how have you how did you stay like that is still smiling after 29 years, you know. After having grandchildren, you are still, you know, you are still fresh, like, like taxi. Tell us. I think couples need to be intentional about creating time. Intentional. So you've been always saying we should be practical and practical. So what has helped us as a family, uh, right from the beginning, we try to do things together. Hmm. So let me give an instance. Uh, we've been going to New Busado. We've stopped now for like five or six years. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, at least for about 20 years at a point, we were going to New Busa every month for eye care, community mm. eye care. Me and daddy, we will go together. I'm the eye doctor. But we will always go to New Busa. All through that period, I think there's only one time you went to Germany or so, mm -hmm. that we didn't go together. And we would carry the children along, even as small as they are. And so when he was also the national president for ANSIDRAP, as much as possible, most of the tra travelings and conferences, I'll go with him. I didn't go to Jalingua. Which one was that one? That was <laughs> Yola. 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 Yola, Iran. I said, I'm not going. <laughs> but most of the trip, even in our small car, we'll carry all the children. I think a year ago, in December, we we're still joking about that time. The children are grown up now. And they were, when we were together, they were remembering, we will pack ourselves in that small car. Always looking out for time where we have to be together yeah. as much as possible. Mm. Even in the course of showing that career mm. or pursuing that ministry. It is an intentional thing. Mm. You create time. And in drama world, most times if he is invited to come and act, and I'm not a cast, as much as I can tease out time, we will go together. I may carry all my books so, and be doing the book in there, but we'll try and go together. And vice versa, as the Lord permit and as time, but it's an intentional thing. To say, if somebody likes a particular sport, can both of you try and be at that sport already? Mm. Even if the other person doesn't like the sport. If somebody is at work, can the other partner be visibly there? It's intentional. And it's not something that just comes per chance. It means sometimes you have to say no to some other callings because you've, you have decided that we need to be together. So that's one point. The second point that have helped us is to try and create holidays. Even when we didn't have much money, holidays do not always have to be expensive. So over the years now, we've made a tradition for April and December. If I was supposed to go to Jerusalem, daddy was talking to me that they are shifting it to December 20-something. And I say, ah. That's family holiday. That immediately after December 27th, uh, 26th drama festival, which we have held for like 30 years That's now. Yeah. This is 28, the whole family. And luckily, even when the first one is married and the second is married now, they will still join us mm. for like 10 days or eight days is a family time. As mm. much as possible, we don't want to trade it for anything. Wow. These are time to catch up on things that have passed. These are time to just be together. We are not worrying about cooking. We are not worrying about, we just go to anywhere we can afford. It could be a small hotel. We've been to several places. We can't be mentioning names. 
But these are means of staying together. And then when social media came, we tried to have a family group on WhatsApp. We tried to communicate. We tried to talk. We tried to be... Because you see, when we are together, you're protecting one another. Mm. You're telling the outside world, there's no gap here. There's no break. Mm. You know, and even when you are not together, because you have been reasoning and talking and discussing and, you know, sharing things, whatever the other person is saying on that end, it will just be amusing that that's the same thing you are saying on this side. Above all, we need to keep praying that the family stay, you know, strong by the mercy and the help of God. Amen. But we also need to take part. You know, of course, you share the same room, share the same bed, share the same bath, share everything, share the same accounts, share the same email. So that even when you don't want to talk, if there's some email that somebody has seen, you shall tell you, oh, I saw this mail, have you responded? And me, I'm the one that is bad in responding to emails. So at least my husband will tell me, share the email, okay. So when we share many things in common, it gives us the platform to relate. Hmm. Yeah. Often time, thank you, love, but we must create that um, platform. That I just want to add. I just want to add that the most important thing is being intentional. You know, we are so close that at a time, some people are calling me doctor. They see me as the medical doctor <laughs> because the only thing I don't do is not to enter the, the theater with her to do surgery. But every other thing, and same thing to the business that we do also, I mean, that I also do, we do things in common, you know, just about two weeks, uh, last month. You know, I've been in Waracourt for some time now, for about a year now. I just come in at interval. So I came into Lauren just for a week, only to discover that um, she also should be having, I mean, she have to be a guest speaker at the church program in Lagos, Women, National Women Convention. And which means that for a week of my coming home, we will not see, I look at my schedule, I've come to relax. So why can't I go to Lagos without to relax? Mm. And the two of us, we went to Lagos together. I mean, for I was the only delegate, the only delegate for Milone. Uninvited. But, <laughs> but it, it, it is more or less an intentional thing. And wow. looking for ways to be together. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think it's, it's more practical because I, 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 I believe in this and this is what I personally do. And I want to encourage people as much as you can do things together. See, mom, uh, professor and reverend, we, we live in the modern age that, you know, they use, uh, I don't know where they get it from, maybe cultural education, that you are free, you know. They think if you do things together, you are not free, you are in the prison. Then you have husband doing, doing his own. You have wife doing her own. Because they said they are adults. I can't, my daddy cannot tell me what to do. And I'm now in my own house. So I won't be able to do whatever I want to do. And you believe that some people, because of their culture, they believe it's not everything the man does, the woman should know, ma. Sir, we live in a world that some men decided to carry out some business transaction, do some things without telling their wife and vice versa. And the, the, if you listen to their, 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 their own side of the story, it talks about maturity. When the man is the one spending unnecessarily, why do you want to let the man know what you are earning? Because when he knows, he's going to take all the money because he's the head of the family and they are still going to go back to where they are. So this is why some people, they are not doing things together. 
the one party is um, just doesn't care, you know, just give out anyhow. They are not together. Last month we talk about unity in marriage. Because when two, the Bible says if two, two people just agree like that, not even husband and wife, they go far. How much more husband and wife? We live in a world that they, 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 they blindfold themselves with culture. It's not everything. Women, you know there are some culture in our, in our country. Women should not know everything. And some men grew up with that mentality that my daddy doesn't tell my mommy everything. Why should I tell my wife everything? We are children of God. The Bible says both of them, they are naked and they are not ashamed. Because I don't know what they, I don't know the benefit. That's why I'm throwing it, sir. Is this proper? You know, we, we are talking to, I don't know where this, this, what we are saying now we go. But I can see it in both of you. The peace is there. There is nothing reverend does that professor does not know. There is nothing professor does that reverend, and that is what the Bible is talking about. No crack. When they decide to be going their own separate way, then crack will come in. Then we'll be looking for the blood of Jesus to block that crack. Why would you be husband and wife and you decided to do things, go your separate way? And where is that husband and wife? Where is that togetherness that you should be? You have to be togetherness in things. In fact, when you are thinking about things, your husband is thinking about that same thing. When that togetherness is very deep. And you can see smiling peace. They do projects together. Reverend know how much a uh, professor is earning. Professor know what is coming in. There is no secret. Some, some house, sir. The wife will not tell the husband what is. And basically, that is when privacy issue will come. Don't pick my phone. How can you pick my phone? Don't share my letter. How can you do survive in that marriage? Can you tell us, sir? Should, this is another, I'm, I'm raising it again. Should. Husband and wife, should they know everything about each other? Or there are some secrets that should be kept away because of maturity, because of some things? Please, sir, it's your question, though. You're a man. Have you ever done some... Some people who say they want to do secret birthday for their wife. They should be able to do secrets. What is secret? Should, should there be any secret between husband and wife? Okay. <laughs> you, know, uh, uh, you talked about crack in, uh, at home and being together. You know, when I was growing up, I was young then, they interviewed one woman and they asked her, what will you do if a third party should enter into your midst, that is between you and your husband? And the woman smiled and the woman said, she said, there is no space at all between us, that we are cemented. So there is no way any third party can come in. And that is what you call marriage. Hmm. gummed together. Hmm. That even if anybody wants to come in, there is no space to come in. Hmm. Now, coming to your question now, the Bible says that the two shall leave their father and mother and they join together to become one flesh. The question is that, can a person hide something from himself? As a person, can you hide something from yourself? If it is possible to hide something from yourself, that is, you don't, you don't want the right hand to know what the left hand is holding. Or you don't want the right eye to see what the left eye is seeing. That is, as a person, if that is possible, then it is possible in marriage. You understand what I'm trying to say? Because the Bible says we have become one flesh. So there is nothing to hide from each other. There is nothing at all. There should be nothing secret. There should be no, nothing secret. Uh, my asset, my car, my salary, my this, my that, no, that is not that is not 
a teamwork, I mean, language. Because everything has become us. So there's no point hiding, I mean, what, what you hand. There's no point hiding where you want to go. There's no point hiding what you have on your set, handset. Somebody was cracking a joke one day. He said, if you want your wife to stay with you in the kitchen, just tell the uh, just tell the husband. It's what your husband to come and stay with you in the kitchen when the, when the, when the wife is cooking. Just tell your husband, darling, please can I use the touch light of your phone? The man will say, don't worry, I will come and hold it with you there. And you will see him staying with her throughout in the kitchen because he knows the danger of leaving the phone. The man will not go, married. The man will go and buy bulbs. That is that is that is that is not marriage. There should be nothing eating. That's just the summary. Thank you, thank you so much, Reverend. See, I, we, I, I won't. There will be there will be a time we are going to discuss about, but that's going to be for a whole, you know, um, a whole day because we are having so many issues with that. You know, they they will bring up so many things that should just separate them. They just want to. They, there is this ego thing that no, my wife should not know about this, and when the ships are down. The one that should not know about it and the children, they are the one that will suffer. The wife doesn't need to micromanage or control or know in and out. But let the wife know that this is what you are doing at a point in time. And the wife will be praying the same thing to the woman as well. And this will take you to the next I question. One word there. For safety, for security. And not just security in terms of physical uh, um, assault or, you know, feeling secure in the home also, then there should be openness and then there should be nothing to hide. And um, of course, it also serves as a form of um, cover for each other. People who get duped readily, they probably are they are hiding things from their spouse. Mm. That's why you find many 419 who say, don't tell your spouse. Mm. So we should discuss, we should be open to one another. There's nothing to hide because as Daddy said, you have really become one. So let's not just become one in terms of sex or in terms of name, surname. Let's be one in, in truth and in all ramifications. In everything. In everything. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ma. I want to quickly go to the platform. I can see some comments. <laughs> and someone asked a question, is surprise birthday bad or something? Is birthday surprise bad? Because, you know, when you are doing it, you are not going to tell the spouse, right? You are keeping secrets. But that's not the secret we are talking about anyway. No, 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 no. You see, there is something we, there is something we call suspense in marriage. <laughs> there is something we call suspense in marriage. You see, when everything becomes monotonous, day in, day out is the same thing. No spice. No, it becomes bored. Mm. One of the things that spices marriage is these surprises. I mean... In marriage, we do that here. We do that here a lot. In fact, whenever uh, something like that is done to me, what I will say is that I will pay back because <laughs> I have my own way of paying back. So there's not that one. That one is no sin because uh, it's for the good of the home. Yeah. You wake up in the morning, like on my 50th birthday, somebody just woke me up and he said that you. I mean, some people are waiting for me downstairs. Ah. Uh, who are the people waiting for me by 5 30 in the morning? What is what, what oh, I mean? Who are these people? And I decided to go out with the what I was wearing as a nice gun. I said, No, I have this one. I look at what she was giving me, it was a, a new cloth. Why should where is it? What's happening? 
Getting down, I saw about uh, almost 60 ministers. Wow. All of them singing happy birthday to you. <laughs> I mean, these are some of the spices that makes marriage to, to run smoothly. And it's good. So spices, surprises are not secrets. <laughs> That's not what we classify. Yeah, you under. Guys know. They are not we secrets. We understand what secrecy means. <laughs> The the bank accounts, the another house you build, that, those are the secrets. Uh -huh. <laughs> the side chick, the one that and, and, and this 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 is another thing. I, I, I'm, it's not so it's not that funny, sir. We have some men, sir. They have issues, emotional attraction to opposite sex, right? They love their wife, but they find themselves in this problem and they find it difficult. This is what I'm talking about. It's a secret. They, find they, they, are, they are suffering from this. And if they don't speak up, it's going to destroy them. Because in Jesus' era, they've done it already. They are supposed to speak up to their wife. Ha. Yeah, well, me, this is what is... Um, I, I don't know where it's, it's coming from. This is what I'm feeling towards this person. But the ego will not let them talk. And they will be abhorring this until it becomes so bad that they will not be saying sorry. That's what I'm talking about, that brother Martin in that fire. <laughs> that film I watched. Because I'm looking at, see a man, a real man. When you see your wife, you're like, nah, nah, nah. The wife now took over your, your role. Because you've laid your role down. And one stupid secretary is the one in charge of your life. Because you have issues you can't discuss. Which the wife will have actually been there to support the, the, the husband. Sorry, Ma, it may not be all the time because of ego. Um, some may be out of fear. Hmm. Some may be out of, oh, what will my spouse say? And it's not only meant to women alone. It can be the other way around. So I think for most couples, when a, a partner has an issue, is, has an emotional attachment, has done something wrong, or something has happened in a negative way, we must position ourselves as a support and as a circle. Mm. That partner should be able to know that even when I mess up, mm. this person loves me, we accept me. We not just castigate me and then just make, you know, so we must let each other know. We're not praying anyone should fall. We're not praying anyone should have any of such issues. But if a partner has that confidence that, you know, this person loves me and accept me and is going to support me, so I want to plead when somebody comes up and say, oh, this is what is happening in my mind emotionally. It is not the time to now begin to say, hey, okay, Atimo, no. Yeah, we know you are just going to be like that. Mm. Oh, you have Every small thing. The response is to wake up and see how. The scripture says, you know, if, if two light together, they will be warm. So yeah. that is the time to rise up and say, I am here for you. Mm. We're going to walk through these together. We're going Thank to overcome you. So they're going to stand together and, and then you begin to do whatever you can to support that person in a higher dimension mm. so that um before you know it god himself will rise up and you know take over that issue from your hand and both of you have victory Beautiful. so I'm, I'm just appealing to couples that we should have that mindset we should know that we're not angels none of us are angels none of us are perfect we should also know that the devil is always trying to attack the home. And so we should see beyond our partner and mm. see that devil trying to come in yeah. and cause a disruption. 
And so once we see it in that light, in fact, the devil knows that immediately you talk about it together, he's mm. already failed. Yeah. He's already failed. Yeah. Because he can no longer hide and cheat that relationship again because it's in the open. And some people will fall into blackmail. It's because they, exactly. the other partner has refused to open up. So if, if you're trying to blackmail and say, don't worry, I have explained to my wife, or I've explained to my husband, we have settled it. I mean, where is the blackmail going to come? I'm not saying we should walk to that point, but we're saying that in case, that's the way God expects us to handle it, and then the devil will be defeated. Amen. No? Amen. Thank you so much. I want, to, I want to give a shout out to people I can see their comments on the platform. Sister Tayo, thank you. Mommy Adisha, God bless you, ma uh who is who is all right thank you so so much thank you thank you uh, and your follower thank you my brother in Lobrocola, thank you so so much hey, mommy thank you mommy on nomade thank you so much thank you so so much for for your support and then just to add um um a couple thank you Ejio, thank you so much and just so hard to what you've just said that they should speak up. I haven't said that. Please, can we be mindful that sometimes they know that the wife or the husband is mature, right? And that they will take anything wrong. But some people, they will keep on doing it. That is unfair. Professor, yeah. am I right? Yeah, they you're correct. That person they keep on doing wrong thing. And if my wife knows there is nothing she can do, she can't even leave me. There is nothing. And they keep on doing that thing. That is unfair. You need to put it in your own way. If they are doing it to you, how will you feel? That's 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 selfishness. If if you know that this thing is going to hurt someone, don't do it. If you've done it, okay, you are forgiven. Don't do it again because you think that when you do it again, you'll be forgiven. You do it again. Mm. Can you be in sin and ask grace to abound? Even the Bible said it's not possible. We, we have to call a spade a spade. We, we are ready to help each other and forgive each other. But don't take each other for, for granted. And for our love to you know keep on do things together, projects together, things together. Be absolute. In fact, they said be intentional about it. Because when you do things together, you are not doing things separate. Then it brings both of you together. You are inse That is what the uh, uh, Reverend said. You are together already. You have been wedded. How would they? How would they divide something that has been? You know. You know those where that when they join still together. How will you separate it? And that is how our marriage should be. And that will take me to the next point. What are the danger to watch out for when you are a famous person? Or you are really growing higher in your career because that time you have many people around you you think they all love you it's not true that's why you say ah, i want to be like you it's not true that's why you see a lot of people will love you because you have money you have this success you have this achievement what are the danger let me take let me send this this um question to reverend i'm looking at the time <laughs> we are we are past it already but let, let yeah. me just pick the one we can do. Well, then just to look out for when you when you are really God is blessing you, God is helping you. You don't need to get carried away. What are the dangers? Yes, you know there are some things that I mean dangers that are attached to fame. Hmm. But I want us to look at it from the from our Lord Jesus Christ. We are Christians. We are Christ-like. You know the Bible talks about uh, Jesus in the uh, in the book of Matthew chapter nine twenty six. It says and the fame here thereof went abroad 
into all the land. That was Jesus Christ. Mm. So we now ask ourselves, how I mean, how did Jesus handle fame? And we look at the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 8. It says, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross of Calvary. The important thing is humility. Like I always tell people, your, your humility must surpass your fame. Hmm. When your humility and, uh, and, and, and fame, they are at the same level, there is danger. Hmm. But you must be more humble than your fame. We need to see it that, look, where I am is by God's grace. Then another thing is we must be very, very careful of being pulled down because the devil is not happy. Hmm. So, you know, uh, the, the word of God says we should resist the devil. But at, at a place it says we should flee from all appearances of evil. So you know, as, as a famous person, as a popular person, we must know the time to resist and the time to flee because the devil is always there. Look at how Job was attacked. He was attacked because he was righteous and with God. I mean, he, he, he was a popular man. And the devil was not happy with that. So the devil is not happy with uh, what we are made up of. So we need to be very, very careful and look out. Uh, I mean, just like you have said earlier on, you don't wait until when temptation knocks at your door. When you sense temptation around you, speak out. You need to speak out because at times, by the time it's knocking, just only one knock, it enters. But when you sense it and you watch against it and you speak with your partner, then, uh, I mean, you'll be able to, I mean, fight the, the temptation. So number one thing is to be humble. The second thing is to be very, very careful and to be sensitive, to, to be very sensitive. You know, uh, I mean, I've said this once, I mean, once like that, I, I, I travel to uh, a place and a lady just came to my hotel room around uh, 11.30 in the night. One of the ladies walking in the room. And when she knocked, I opened the door. She said she brought a uh, Mortina that I did not order for. And she brought two bottles of Mortina. But the only thing I saw was that she was wearing a see-through uh, nightgown. Very see-through nightgown. I just told her, I just told her, I told her immediately, I said, look, if I need Martina, I know where to get it. And I closed the door. As soon as I went out the room, I knelt down, I started praying because I know it was not by my strength. Mm. But I did not wait at that. Mm. The following morning, I traveled down to Lonnie and I informed my wife, this is what I saw. Because mm. I still have to stay for another two weeks over there. So when we sense temptation around us, we should make, we should make it that we speak out. Because there are some temptations and dangers that we cannot fight all alone. And that's why we have our partners there to fight it for us. So we need to be humble as God is taking us up. We need to be very sensitive and we need to speak out for help. And that's why our partners are there for us. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Just to quickly tell us... Um, because we have young couples, they don't, they, don't, they don't have some of this experience yet. 
and so on, so that when you get there, you you know what to do. What um, uh, Reverend just said is real. You know, if you if you have people that they they are all these contractors, all these government official politician as a Christian, they face so many temptations because sometimes when they travel out, they they, they give them girls. They go to hotels room and they say they ask them to peek. They face all these temptations. Some will get home and tell their wife. Some will think, why should I say talk talked about it? You know, this temptation is real that Reverend just talked about. But the bottom line is, please, when you are getting to that level, make sure that you are very sensitive. And make sure you are humble. Make sure you are sent. And make sure you don't forget where you are coming from. You don't forget that you, you are there not because you, you know how to do it or you are the best. You know that there is a purpose of God for your life to be at that level. You need to be at that level to impact. To, to make sure your light shine, not for you to do something that will dim your light or do something that will bring you from third level, from, from fifth level to zero level. And this is the plan of enemy for some couples, for some family. All they need is useless two seconds, and that is the end. Everything they've built, everything they've done in their life, that's all. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. And that this. This question is going to mommy because we know that mommy, you've got three biological children. You even adopted another two. The Lord is your mozu because I don't think he's strength again to do all those things. How can we raise godly children? Even, you know, in that level of, you know, famous career, I'm doing, you know, we, we, I find out that it's not because you are sitting down in the house that your children will be, be will be successful. We've seen people that they, they, they the parents they are not even working, they are not doing anything here, and the children they are very 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 wayward. And we've seen family that both dad and mom they are really busy, and their children they are doing great. So it's not a matter of you have to stay or sleep or twenty four seven. In fact, the small time you, you, you have should be meaningful. If you are not if you are not the type that will stay at home every now and then, the little time you have should be very meaningful. Mommy, over to you, ma. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to add a statement to the experience that he shared because um, he forgot to add that. I don't know if he called me to tell me or he came, but I know that immediately I traveled down there and <laughs> stayed there for how many days? A week, a week. I stayed there for a week in one Korean in Patagi. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the beauty of sharing such experiences with one another mm. and standing together in the gap. Because I know if I'm there, I mean, I cannot be there. Hey. You will not say you cannot be oh, there. I'm yeah. there. Mm. You know, that's on the lighter note. Mm. All right. So um, it takes the grace of God to raise godly children. We must mm. always give him that glory and that uh, honor for his doing because the scripture says children have the heritage of the Lord, you know, and the fruit of the womb are his reward. So he's the owner of these children. Mm. But then it brings us to a key component to realize that and to continually hand them over to God mm. in prayers, in speech, in action, hmm. in prayer, saying, Father, these are your fruits. These are your children. I commend them into your hands. Please help them. Hmm. There are moments you can't be with them. 
There are some things going through their mind that you don't even know. They also don't even understand, but the Holy Spirit does. So we must continually pray for our children. In the morning, in the noon, at night time, just make it an habit. You're sweeping, you're washing, you're, whatever you are doing. It's not until we kneel down that we are praying. Yeah. So let's keep praying for them all the time. Then two, let's show them the way of the Lord. The scripture said concerning Abraham, said because I know him that he will teach his children the way of the Lord and he will make them to walk in that path. So we have that responsibility to teach the children the way of the Lord. It could be by word of saying, but more importantly, in practice, we're going to church, we should go with them. Our family altar should be born in and they should be part of it. As soon as they can learn to speak, we say, please, can you pray for us? Hmm. Victor, can you share the grace? You read the scripture together and say, what have you learned, Victor? Can you share? And by the way, we have four biological and two, uh, two adopted children. So, we need to, in practice, let them grow up in the way of the Lord. But we must also be aware of the danger of thinking because they bear a Christian name, they go to church, um, they speak the language with you, then you think they are born again. There are moments where you need to ask them and lead them to Christ or ask them and say, have you given your life to Christ? When? Can you share your experience? So that they are not just, you know, putting on these Christian um, outlook and, you know, but yet they have not had a personal encounter with the Lord. Number three things, we must be open with them. Let them be able to ask you questions. Let them feel free to be able to share their fears and their worries, you know, and so that you can be their friend. I think parents need to be the friends of their children. So I've said one, we must pray for them. We must show them the way of the Lord and show the way, the words of the Lord and share the words of the Lord with them. The scriptures also said in Isaiah, it says, your children will be taught of the Lord and great shall be their peace. Yeah. So we need to ensure that our children are taught in the way of the Lord. And we must be open. Let them share their mind. Let them talk to you. You know, let, be their friend. Yeah. Let them be able yeah. to. And sometimes you ask them some direct questions. You may think it's, a, it's something that you need to be. But ask them. They are children, you know. And text them. And ask them what's their opinion. We used to, when we were all still growing up and the kids were all at home, December 31, we used to leave it all for all the children, everybody in the family. You are free to say anything. Nobody's going to get angry with you. You can just say, oh, mommy, why did you behave like that? Or I didn't like what you have. It's a family day. It's a talking day. Anybody can just say anything. So those are some of the few tips we have. And I also feel we need to let them see the scars and not just the stars. We shouldn't mm. make children feel that. Oh, we've been all on top all the time. There are no hard moments. I remember there was a time one of our daughters said, oh, mommy and daddy or jari or something. Was it peace or blessing? And they were almost growing to above teenage age, going to marriageable age. And they felt that we have never fought. Hmm. And daddy felt, ah, how can they think like that? Of course, we've never had to fight in their front. We've never had to share any quarrel. Nobody have had to come into to but. They need to know that that is not the reality. Mm. We are two different adults. We have different mindset. We have different upbringing. So that you have to sit hard and say, no, rebel. <laughs> we have moments where we disagree, but we settle. And yeah. you don't have to be in the picture. You don't know. So yeah. we need to share our scars. We mm. can't present to them as if any little failure, then they are a failure. No. Mm. The things you have also passed through the struggles, the difficulties, mm. and how the Lord has helped you. So mm. when they see you transparent, 
when anything is going wrong in their life, they can share with you. Yeah. They can open up to you. But more importantly, let's be their friends. Hmm. And um, let's trust the Lord that they will turn out well. But oh, more, sorry. let's love each other as couples. Because when we love, when they have a peaceful home, when they, you know, you make your home peaceful, when they see love between their parents, it helps children to grow very well. Hmm. Many of us don't understand the impact of the fights and troubles and stress in the home. He's hmm. having on the children, emotional, psychological, hmm. you know, academic, all of that. I'm a lecturer, so I know all of that. You see some children doing so badly. If you, if the Lord helps you and you call and say, what is the problem? And the child opens up to you, you will know that it is the psychological hmm. and the heat at home that is weighing that child down, that is not able to allow the child to grow and be what God wants him or her to be. Hmm. So let's know that for our sake, for the sake of our children, there should be love at home. There should be peace. There should be harmony. The environment should be peaceful so that they can then grow, you know, and be the best that they can be. Um, Daddy, I don't know. I, I just I just want to add this. You know, when... when oh, uh, let me, let me clap. Let me clap my, I don't always like to call him... I think I'm going to write it. I don't always like to call him... I don't always like to call him in-law. My uh, son, that is the husband of my daughter, the first day he came to tell me that, look, I'm getting married to your son, your daughter. And I told him, what I told him is this. I don't want your money. If you give me, I will take. I don't want your material. If you give me, I will take. But what I want for you is to love my daughter. Mm. Because she grew up under law. Mm. And she cannot withstand any stress mm. that is contrary for what she grew. She, I mean, I mean that she, I mean, she, she, she was brought up. Mm. And he promised me that, and thank God, at least for now, I can see that. The summary is this. The husband and wife, they should live a life that they want their children to live. Mm. If you want your children to live a righteous life, the yeah. two of you must live a righteous life. Mm. You want them, I mean, if you want them to live a life that is full of truth, don't make lying a major thing in your home. I mean, mm. Don't even let it appear in your home at all. So let the two live the life they want their children to live. Uh, you see them growing up in it. Yeah. Thank you so much, sir. In fact, I'm looking at the time, and I think we have to stop now. Okay. Well, we still have we still we still have three questions. I would not want us to go home at eight thirty. That would be too much, and I don't want us to have another one next week. But that mm. means Daddy and Mommy are coming back. <laughs> <laughs> They are coming back. By the grace of God, I, I was I, with what mommy said. I can write. I want to write a book on that. You know, with what you said, pray for them, show them the way, lead by example. You know, when you are saying train, they you you are in front. They are following you. You gossip. You tell them not to gossip. You bite bite about somebody in church, and you tell them not to bite bite. Then you show them the scar. That is another thing. That is the realm I got now tonight. You know, show them love. Show them that scar is what I'm going to work on. Thank you so much. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma. We are really, really blessed. And I'm sure people on the platform too, they are blessed. By the time you go back and we will send the video and the recording to you, you will see um the participation of on, on this platform. We are so blessed and we are so honored to have Professor, you see, I can shout it, I can flaunt it. Professor with dignity, with character, with results. 
wonderful children, staying, uh, stayed married, everything you want. We find God. The Bible says He has given us everything for life and godliness, and we have we have it now, Rema. We have it. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much, ma. You have just listened to Me and Mine podcast with your host Timmy or Normandy. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. See you next time. God bless. You.